0: 75 episode of my podcast let's celebrate what? welcome to the joyous expansion podcast i'm your host brett dupree scouring the globe to bring you stories of courage passion and resilience if i could sum up this podcast into one word i would use empathy now let's get inspired Welcome to the Joyous Expansion Podcast. I am your host, Brett Dupree. Today is a special 75th episode extravaganza, ganza, ganza. Part of me wants to sing the Jamie Foxx song, Extravaganza, but unfortunately I think I'm the only person who likes that song, or one of them. It's one of those songs, you ever had an album and you love a song and... It's your favorite song on the album, but it's not the big one that everyone knows. That's mine from Jamie Foxx's album is Extravaganza. I love that song. I had one too many drinks, ended up in the embassy. Yeah, you never heard of it. The other one that is Saved for Someone Else by As Yet. Love that song. But anyway, this is not about songs. This is about Extravaganza. This is about celebrating 75 episodes of the Joyous Expansion podcast. Roughly just over two years in the making, June 2nd is I believe when I first released my first three episodes of that disappointing, hoping for 20 views per episode, ended up getting less than 20, period, and downloads and being very disappointed and then continuing and then faltering and then re-energizing at the beginning of last year. And so far, so good. I mean, I'm have I'm not on 104 to 107 like I planned. I still missed a couple weeks or so, but. I have 75, and honestly, only this is my fourth one of just being me talking. I think that's pretty good. I'm going to celebrate that accomplishment. Hooray, I'm very proud of myself. I've gotten decently far in my podcasting, and I've learned a lot. And so this podcast is mostly celebrating and answering no questions anyone's ever asked of me of what it's like to have 75 episodes of a podcast, what I've learned, and how I make my podcasts. I remember two years ago, or just over two years ago, when I decided to start a podcast. Somebody put on Facebook something along the lines of wanting podcasts for their podcast network. And I thought to myself, well, I remember a long time ago someone said I had a nice voice and that they could hear me on the radio someday. And I thought, you know what? I should finally start a podcast. I want to interview people, and I definitely want to showcase people's stories, talk about empathy, with the idea that, because when I listen to stories, I like stories where I get to hear mostly normal people going through normal things, if you will. A lot of this tends from, well, Albert Menza. He is a very inspirational, motivational speaker, and he has a fabulous story. But for me, that story isn't very relatable because he grew up in Africa and had nothing. And they used to pass around one piece of chicken and he only got one chicken. He used to save it for a week, which sounds disgusting. And then he made it to the United States where he had $20 and with that... $20, $20, all he had, he bought an entire bucket of chicken and underwear because he'd never owned underwear before, and he ate so much KFC that he got sick, because the thought of eating an entire bucket of chicken was just amazing to him, and then he won the world champion of public speaking his first freaking year doing it. And while that's inspirational story, and I'm sure it's inspirational to some people, honestly, I did not find that that inspiring i'm not going to discount that story i don't want to discount that story it's a great story it's a great speech but for me when i listened to it and i thought about it it wasn't a story that made me think that i could do it but then i was listening to this other podcast of this author i forgot the podcast uh oh, man but he was talking about how he was a ninth. 19- year overnight success. Basically he's been writing and pushing for 19 years until finally one of his books made it and then he exploded and he became an overnight success in his joke. That story spoke to me. It spoke to me because I'm somebody who's been pushing now for I think at least saw solid nine years at this, but I believe I started in 2008, so that's 12 years of wanting to be a motivational, inspirational speaker, I've been a Toastmaster for 10 of them. I have not very much progress in that, honestly. I'm just not close to where I want to be. It's still not making me money, and... Don't have a lot of clients. I don't even know if I want to be a coach anymore or just have coaching being something people force me to do because they really want my coaching. i rather do the speaking because I love inspiring people most of all and being part of the rah-rah and helping people live their lives in a big setting more. And that's why I'm more focusing on the Church of Awesome than that. But that basically, the reason why that spoke to me is that someone who got rejected or rejected and dealt with all of those issues... And he was able to push through it. And so I thought, I want my podcast to be a podcast where I interview people going through normal life. They could be trying to achieve great things, which is fine. A lot of people want to achieve great things. Or they just want to do normal things, like just being a psychic. I mean, psychic, maybe you make like six... You do good to be six figures or run a store, or just, you know, I'm talking about not going out and being like a huge Tony Robbins, but someone who just wants to build a career doing something they like. And honestly, I'm, I'm willing to speak on anyone who has a story of wanting to do something in their life, even if it's just raise the best family. I would love to talk to a mom about what it's like. So, sure, someone. Need to hear that because my idea was if I get enough stories, the right people will listen to them and inspire them. Or if you listen to enough of my podcast, enough of the people's stories will resonate with you and help keep you going. Help keep you going on your path, whatever that is. And that was the idea of my podcast. That's what I wanted. The problem was the name at first because I felt the Joyous Expansion podcast wouldn't really convey that as well. And I still don't think it does. It just fits with my old SEO and I couldn't think of a better name. Which is why at the beginning of all my podcasts, I start out with welcome to my podcast because that's because for the first, I think five or six episodes, I did not settle on a name. The thing I learned from that is really don't start... Until you have your vision down, by the same time, start. I probably should have talked to somebody, maybe a business consultant of some kind, or one of my coach's friends to just bounce something off of. I would highly suggest doing something like that. Maybe your therapist. I don't know. Someone to bounce ideas, what you want to convey. And someone suggested the Joyous Expansion podcast, but I think that person was thinking more marketing. But I kind of almost want to push past Joyous Expansion. I mean, it's great. I love it. I love my book and everything. But... I think that's just one aspect of what I do and who I am. And I almost feel like I'm outgrowing that. So if you were thinking of starting a podcast, I would think of getting your vision down. Now, I'm going to keep the Joyous Expansion podcast at least till 100 episodes. I don't plan on stopping anytime soon. I like it. So at first, there was a struggle. I think if you've been following me for a while, you've heard me talk about the struggle. At the start of the beginning... Not getting the listens I wanted. I thought 60 listens at the beginning was me being low. I thought if my friends and family listen, that's about 10 people easily. And if they each of them, the people who I did it, sends it out to them, and 10 people of them would listen to it, that's 6. That's just below. And when it turned out, I believe it was 18, if I remember. It was under 20. I wanted 20 listens, and it was under 20. And I was devastated that hurt a lot i almost quit at that point but i decided to push through it but it was hard it was hard to find guests at first it was very hard finding people getting them to commit and pushing it down that took a lot out of me i don't like asking for help i hate the part of looking for guests i'm just not really good at putting myself out there i do not take rejection well and then editing at first felt like a drag it felt like a huge drag because it takes so long to edit. It takes at least three minutes per one minute of audio, sometimes longer depending on the guest. If the guest uses a lot of ums, ahs, and sos, I, 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 eyes, you know, you know what I means. At first I tried to keep some of them in, just to try to keep the person's essence, but one person was like, oh man, I said this so many times. And I thought, you know, I'd rather have my guests sound like their best. And that's when I made a switch in my editing as well, was I did two things. I decided that I wanted to be a podcast where my guests sound their best and I'll do their best possible in getting their those ums and those ahs and their so's, those double words, or parts where they're kind of rambling. Because a lot of times when people are talking, they will say something and then they will say that same thing again. Because you know, you know that time when... Yeah, that time when I went out to the store, you know, they do stuff like that. I just get rid of the, you know, what time when. So they sound like they are sure and confident. And I decided that's what I want for me. It's that's a service that I provide. And then I made editing a game. I try to think, how much time can I take away from the interview? Sometimes it's up to 12 minutes of just getting rid of the ums, ahs, so's, you knows, I, 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 I's you know, remember when, you know, you remember when you go to the store, sometimes it's like 12 minutes and that feels so satisfying that I eliminated that much filler. I also get rid of breaths. I don't know why. I just don't like listening to me breathe. When I edited my book, which took freaking forever, I was like, I do not want to hear me breathe. Yeah. What was I saying? Oh yeah. So that's how I got the editing down is changing my mindset buy it and i use a gaming a programmable mouse if whatever you're doing if you're going to edit use a programmable mouse use the left buttons they're great one for delete two for four is for me silent and you just press it and this makes it does make that go faster but switching my mindset to editing and then switching my mindset on the views, I decided since I am going to be a smaller podcast, and I am a Toastmaster. The thing that I love about Toastmasters is watching people grow, watching people step out of their comfort zone. I love watching icebreakers. Icebreaker is the first speech in Toastmasters, and I absolutely love watching, this, especially from the people who are most afraid. There is this one person; her name is Beja. Her icebreaker was one of my most proud moments in Toastmasters because it took like eight months to maybe a year to get her to do it. And it was just constant, just trying to help build up her confidence. And then when she finally did it, I just, oh, that was great. So I thought to myself, I could be a podcast that serves people who don't necessarily get their voices heard, the newbies. I decided that even if I become gigantic somehow and the Joyous Expansion podcast or my next podcast gets one that gets 5,000, 10,000, 100,000 views or something like that, I still would want to dedicate at least one interview a month to a newbie, to somebody new, to somebody who this is their first podcast. I would try to get those as well because those people deserve to be heard and I enjoy them. I enjoy learning about them. And that's another thing that I did as well. I shifted my perspective on the interviews. I think that's made my interviews a lot better. Shifting on getting to know them, learning their story instead of interviewing them. And that came a lot per time. Some of the interviews early on kind of got away from me. Um, There's one that I particularly do not like. I won't say which one because that's rude, but honestly, it's by far my least favorite interview. After that interview... I changed my email to saying I don't want an infomercial. I don't want an infomercial. I want your story. I want to hear you are and work on that. And when I get someone interested in my podcast, I send them an email and this email has all the information that someone could ever need to try to be on my podcast because people kept on asking me questions and I don't want to answer questions all day and send emails because that's draining and hard. And so I have this really long email that answers all the questions that I can. Honestly, I can tell who's read it and who hasn't by the people who are ready for the one minute of motivation that's at the end which is an idea I had to see if I can promote it, you know, make those little tiny videos. I got the idea when I did Explain to You, which had just a little tiny video to put on Instagram. I thought maybe one of these will go viral. None of them ever have, but I still like them. They're not as successful as I'd liked. Might as well call this the not as successful as I like podcast because nothing I've done has been as successful as I liked, but I still like doing the minute of motivation. The thing I said at the end of each episode about going back to your eight-year-old self has been a blessing and a curse. So something I came up with on the first episode and decided to keep on going so it sounded like I had a plan and sometimes that causes confusion where people are literally talking to their eight-year-old self and I don't want that. I have that in the email, but the ones who are still surprised and end up talking to their eight-year-old selves are the ones who I know didn't read. But that's fine. That's fine. That long email, so that is something I also recommend, is having an email that spells everything out. The people who will read, will read. So those are my basic idea of how going through my podcast in uh, getting guests sort of way. One of the best things I did was something called podcastguests.com and becoming featured on that email gave me 50 prospects. And of those 50 prospects, I think at least 18 people came from that. But that gave me 18 prospects of at least, you know, a bunch of people to email and then a bunch of people to do. So when it came to emailing other people or asking my friends and and stuff, it just made that not become daunting because you want to get ahead in your interviews. That's one thing I really like about the recording. I use Zencaster.com. It's good now. At first, it kind of sucked because... It has an automatic post-production and the automatic post-production, sometimes we get to the point where they start overlapping, but they finally fixed that. It's finally kind of worth the $20 a month, I guess $30 a month because it uses Dropbox instead of OneDrive, which annoys me. I hope they switch to OneDrive one day because that will save me $10 a month because I don't use Dropbox and OneDrive is just part of my Microsoft O365 subscription. So Zencaster has been fine, especially lately. At first, also... There was a problem getting people having good audio, and a lot of my early audios weren't the best. And that probably didn't help me as well. Podcastguests.com is something I highly recommend if you're just for, for starting out and you want to find guests. Go in there and messaging people. People on there want to be on podcasts, and so they'll message you back. I do have a lot of spiritual friends and done seminars and stuff, so I asked a bunch of those people. Try to. I like doing them in bunches so I can just feel relaxed. I'm just going to start my next bunch after this one and try to get it because right now I have, it's June, I have through the end of August done, and I want to get through the end of December by August because I love football and it just makes things easier that if I don't have to, I can slow down a little bit. So I highly suggest doing that. Everything I've read said you should be a week behind in your podcast, meaning that this podcast that I'm putting out now that I'm doing today should have been in last week. That's a great idea. I'm very bad at that. Mostly due to the editing because I would have to edit twice. Maybe one of these Sundays when I have nothing to do, I'll do a double edit and then get to the point where I am a week behind. But at the same time, it doesn't feel as fresh when I do my beginning part. But that's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. So now I really want to talk about the interviews and the things I've learned from people. I mean, that's the thing I like most about my podcast is interviewing people and how much better I am at it. And one thing I always remember from Adventure Time, Jake the dog saying sucking at something is the first step. To being kind of sort of good at it. But that's very true. My early interviews were kind of stilted. I felt almost overwhelmed. And you don't realize how thankful people are to be on your podcast. The people who show up on my podcast are thankful to be there. And that's something I always had to get through my head, especially the people who are introverts, who are harder to get them to say things. Those are the people who can talk. You ask them a question and they can talk 10 minutes. And if they're talking about their story, I don't mind because I'm riveted. I love listening to people's stories. And then there's people who I ask them a question and they answer in under a minute. Those can be difficult. And trying. In fact, those are the ones that are generally around 20 something minutes because after a while, I don't, I run out of questions to ask. And towards the end, I want to pivot to what they do. They could have a chance to solve themselves because I still want people, you know, have a chance to talk about what they do, not just their story. That part of, you know, when I first started my podcast, it took till episode 20 something before I literally emailed it out, before I just tagged them on Facebook because most of my first people were Facebook friends. I was very bad at sending it to people. I was almost ashamed of it. Yeah, I was almost ashamed of my first few podcasts. But I feel better about it now. feel better about it now. I started to feel really proud about it. Mostly after talking to so many amazing people. The stories that really surprised me. Or the ones that I would never expected. Evan Safford. That was... One of my favorite interviews in the sense of when I started a podcast, I thought I'd get mostly coaches or something like that, but this was a guy who just was a musician. He was weird. He was out there, but he was inspiring in his own way. And that was awesome. That's one of my favorite interviews. It's also one of the weirdest interviews I ever did, but this is a guy who's living his life and doing his best and learning and he's hustling and it's awesome. It's freaking awesome. I'm not saying my other interviews aren't awesome. Another thing that surprised me is how many people smoked crack or did hard drugs. A lot of people who I didn't expect having issues like that. You know, sometimes it's helped me with my personal biases, especially when it comes to really attractive women. Sometimes I just think their lives are easy because I grew up on sitcoms, honestly. And so listening to these ridiculously beautiful women talking about being sex trafficked or being drug addicts, being like almost committing suicide, and you just recognize the fact that we are all human. We all go through our trials and it doesn't really matter what we look like on the outside. We can go through things that are difficult And hard for us. That doesn't matter as much. What matters is we keep on going. Also on the other end, how many people were pretty practically, I would call it, say, Disney princess syndrome, where they live a pretty good life, but they're like, I want more. That's not bad either. I'm not dismissing it by calling it Disney princess syndrome. I just, that idea of like, wow, you have a great life, but you want more. But thing is, is you have a great life, but it's not your life. It's a life that was created for you without really your permission. And you'd rather do this instead. Listening to those people triumph has been awesome. So I really appreciate everyone who's been on my podcasts and been a guest on my podcast. It's been an honor for having each one, even the ones, even the few that I'm like, aren't my favorite. I still value their time and effort. I feel really bad for one podcast that just was not good enough to go on the air. Just the audio quality sucked. Her story was great. I was really sad, but it was worse than Alicia Pitt's audio, which wasn't the best, or Julie Gray's audio, which was still was also pretty bad. This one was just unlistenable, and it was really bad. Unfortunately, she didn't re interview later but i felt very bad because she spent her time and effort because that's the thing about Zencaster, sometimes they don't sound the best but when i listen to it the post-production it sounds fine so i was hoping that'd be one of those times there's been a lot of ups and downs on the joyous expansion podcast more downs than ups in some ways when i talked about where i wanted to be in two years but to be honest i am very proud of what i've done i'm very proud of what i've accomplished and i'm very happy that i've done it i do not regret it one bit i learned a lot about myself i proved to myself that i can be consistent at something even if it's not going the way i planned and i'm going to utilize that belief in pushing myself forward in other things that i want to do and also i can see the value in like i got to interview william hung that was super cool i never thought i would do that the guy from american idol that was super cool I never thought, yeah, so I have that memory forever and that podcast forever. But, you know, even the people who aren't William Hung talking to Amanda Webster, who I didn't know was such a big deal, and her story was just phenomenal. I think she's going to become big someday, and a lot of the people, I think a few will become at least big-ish Someday at least their niche market and they'll look great because they just have great stories and I'm just honored for each person who's willing to share themselves and be vulnerable on my podcast. It's just something special about being vulnerable and sharing yourself and that's what I wanted my podcast to be and I'm proud of the fact that I got at least 71 Interviews with people where I try my best in doing that and I'm getting better and better and more and more people are showing themselves on who they are and being vulnerable with me and with the audience and especially a couple interviews coming up, which one person was just surprised. The near-death experience person, I interviewed someone about their near-death experience and every other podcast, they talk about her near-death experience and that was where all the questions was. But mine is different. I talk about how it affected her life and before and after and because I want to know the story of it. How, what did it do for her? And so that's something to look forward to as well. But that's the difference between the Joyous Expansion podcast and other podcasts is I care about you. The person I'm interviewing, I want to know about your life and what got you to where you are and wanting to get there. And I know that will serve the audience. Be willing to suck. Go for it. The first step to being good at something is being bad at it. That's what it was like when I started my podcast. I wasn't good and then I got better and better and better. As you keep on going, you will build those skills. Have the right mindset. Look for ways to shift your mindset when things aren't going the way you planned. There are no failures, only learning experiences. So when you look back, constantly evaluate where you are, learn from your successes, learn from your quote-unquote failures, and push forward. Continue to learn, continue to grow, and continue to push. Sooner or later, you will get it. But most important is the personal growth along the way and who you become because you went for it. Whatever you're going for, I'm proud of you. Thank you all who have been a part of this journey with me. I truly appreciate all my listeners. I truly appreciate all my interviewees. (laughs) Haha, old thing where I used to say that instead of guests because I forgot guests for like 50 episodes. I forgot that word. I'm thankful, I'm grateful, and I look forward to at least doing another 25 episodes of the Joyous Expansion podcast. So once again, I'm Brett Dupree. You can email me at bre2ts, D-U-P-R-2Es at joyousexpansion.com. You can find me on LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, at Joyous Expansion. You can find me on Facebook at Increase Your Joy, because my SEO game is trash. All these podcasts are at You can also check it out on Stitcher and all everywhere podcasts are because they use Buzzsprout. Check out thechurchofawesome.com. Listen to my other podcast, Church of Awesome. Like, subscribe, review, all that. Helps me so much, and I appreciate and love you forever if you do that. Well, I love you forever if you're listening to this right now because you're amazing. And Brett Dupree, your champion of authentic joy, Joy's Expansion Life, coasting catalyst of transformation for the Church of Awesome. Wishing you once again... To be love, to be joy, to be awesome. Now play my jingle. JoyousExpansion.com JoyousExpansion.com Come and say hello to To Bree. He is an inspirational life coach. Good for you and good for me. He turned my life from gray to blue. I'm sure he'll do the same for you. Get in touch and you'll see. Your life will change dramatically. Joyous Expansion dot com. Joyous dot com.